My name's Carl Hinder and you're listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. The podcast for salon and spa owners who are looking to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Welcome to episode 13, Control Your Staff. Now this week, I want to talk to you about controlling your salon staff. Now I've chosen this word, staff control or control very, very carefully. It's not a mistake. I didn't pick it by accident. I really want to delve into the the control facet of you and your business. Controlling your staff. Now, I wanted to do a podcast on this because most salon owners don't control their staff. Most salon owners think they can't control their staff, and most salon owners have staff problems. You know, I think there's already a connection between a lack of control and most salon owners having staff problems. But when I discuss this, on somewhere like social media, salon owners, now unusually staff as well, but I understand where the staff are coming from, salon owners get a bit feisty, okay? And they start telling me that, listen, Carl, we don't, you know, live in a dictatorship and we can't just control people. Now, the focus for them is on the word control. They even tell me, you know, we're not North Korea, you know, we're not one of those types of countries and we can't just control our workers. I agree, we aren't in a dictatorship and neither should we be, but every good salon or spa owner should be in control of their team. Now, before we get into this, we've got to look at what control really, really means. And the foundation of all control, this is for employed workers, by the way, will be the contractual terms and conditions. So that might be terms and conditions or it might be part of the contract as well. Now, the basis of that is that as the employer, I set some standards, I set some rules or conditions, and essentially, the employee agrees to those terms and conditions. And it's part of accepting the job, it's part of accepting the job role, and before they start signing the agreement. Now, there are other things that later on in the process where they don't need to sign, where we may need to change terms and conditions, and... I don't want to really get into that today about what are the legal implications of changing terms and conditions later on. I want to start this off with an employee has set terms and conditions that they have to comply with. They've agreed to them. That's why they're they're there. And the employer now has to enforce them. So I'll give you, you know, an example. So let's say in the terms and conditions, it says you've got to wear this type of outfit or uniform and it's in line, and it's appropriate to the job role you're doing, it's now up to the salon owner to enforce that, to control how that employee now operates with regards to dress standards. So if you want your employees to not bring their mobile phones to work or not have them on the shop floor, or maybe you don't want them to use them for, say, social media, then that is a term and condition of being employed in your business. And again, it's up to the salon owner to control it. There's no other word for it. You've got to hold your team accountable, and accountability is about ensuring that controls are in place. Even things like your employees doing clients outside of normal working hours. Now, I don't want my my own staff, my employees, setting up in competition against me because 
that could be removing money from the business. And if it isn't removing money from the business, it could be jeopardizing your reputation. Yet we know that salon owners find this so difficult to understand. We know the salon owners fail to control their teams all the time. And we allow our staff to set up in competition against us. We allow them to do friends and family outside of work. We allow them to be mobile as well as working for us. And sometimes we allow them to work in more than one salon. Now, it wouldn't happen in other industries because other industries know they have to protect their business, and that means controlling your employees. So why is it? Why is it that many salon owners behave like that? So is it because we truly, truly believe in things like free will? You know, you just do whatever you want, okay? However you want and whenever you want to do it. And could you imagine if that was true of society? Imagine anyone, not just the workplace now, you can do whatever you want, however you want, whenever you want, okay, in society. What kind of, well, what kind of society would we have? Well, for sure, we know that society would be in a real bad state. Now, I'm not saying all salons are in a bad state just because they have limited control over their staff, but we are definitely moving that way. We know for sure that more salons don't have control over the teams. And we know that more salons don't make much money or not enough money. And we know that they can be stressful places. And we know that there are all sorts of issues. And I believe that most of them come down to managing your team, if you have a team, of course. But let's dive into why we don't have control. Or why don't we exercise control over our team? It's not because we have these amazing liberal beliefs that we truly, truly uh, believe in. It's because we live in fear. That's what I believe. I believe you as a salon owner who are not controlling your team are doing it out of fear. Yep, You fear the employees. You fear their actions or reactions. So we might fear things like having confrontation with them. Maybe we fear them ganging up against us or fear them complaining or fear them leaving. That's probably the biggest one, right? We're probably what I call soft on them. You know what it is. We're soft on them because we fear all of these things. In fact, we live in fear. The irony here is that it's only a fear that you actually created. And it started off right at the beginning, if you like. You took on some employees. And for some reason, you started to believe that you didn't have really any legal rights, if you like. Maybe you listen to a few things on social media or you didn't educate yourself enough or you don't have uh, HR support. And so you kind of back off a little bit and you give them a little bit of breathing space. And then as time went on, you didn't implement these things, okay? You found it too difficult. You know, how do I manage targets and goals? And they don't like targets and goals anyway. How do I manage their absence and sickness? How do I manage their dress standards or their timekeeping? How do I manage them doing clients outside of work, damaging my reputation or setting up in competition to me? And because it's so difficult, you find it really, really challenging. So you back off and back off. Maybe you're listening to other people on social media. You probably never thought that managing staff, controlling staff would be so difficult. And by the time you have worked everything out, what you have done is you've actually trained them 
Honestly, guys, you've trained them to not listen to you. So let's have a kind of a, an example. Let's say we're talking about retailing and you've been open a few years and nobody does any product selling or customer care, as we now call it. And you ask them to go and do something like, you know, take the product to the desk or give good advice or tell them about things in the consultation. What you've got to realize is for the last two, three, four, five years, you've actually trained them to not retail. Because when they haven't retailed in the past, apart from maybe the odd moan or groan or something like that, you haven't done anything about it. You didn't curtail them. You didn't guide them, train them, support them. You didn't do anything. And I'm not talking about the odd training session with uh, the suppliers. But you never really got into actually holding them accountable. So you'd kind of train them the opposite way. It'd be like having children and saying to them, don't eat the chocolates, and they eat the chocolates, and there are no consequences. Yep, you have no control. And then the next day, you say, don't eat the chocolates, and they eat the chocolates. You have no control. And the next day, you say, don't eat the chocolates, and they eat the chocolates. What you've taught them is, really, you should eat the chocolates, because when you eat them, even though I've said you shouldn't eat them, there are no consequences. There's no support or guidance or curtailing. That's what you're doing in your salon every time you demonstrate a lack of staffing control. So as an experienced salon business coach myself and ex-salon owner, what I know is this. Once you start defending the position of your employees, so let's say it's the situation where people are working outside of work and you say, well, you know, they, they need to earn a few extra bob or they have a right to do that or... You know, what else can they do or you know, whatever it is. Once you start defending them or they don't sell products because, you know, they, they never really wanted to be salespeople. They only just wanted to be hairdressers or what, whatever, whenever you find yourself defending the team or defending the workers, what you're really doing is defending your personal failure of managing people. You're trying to justify your management failures. It's really important that you look into that and start thinking. I'm justifying their inaction, their underperformance, or maybe it's not underperformance. Maybe it's just something they just simply shouldn't be doing, but you're allowing it. When I recently suggested uh, on a social media platform that your workers should not be doing work outside of work because it's jeopardizing your reputation, they could be setting up in competition against you, etc., etc., I was told that staff control was the reason that we were driving people into self-employment. Now, first of all, we have to remember that employment is where two parties agree on a certain you know, set of terms and conditions. And in return, that one person, that employee, gets a payment. It's not as if we're running an evil process here. Okay, both parties get to mutually benefit from the agreement. And we aren't driving people into self-employment. That sounds as if self-employment in itself is a bad thing. Self-employment is a great thing for many of us, including me, by the way. We have to realize that self-employment offers something totally, totally different. And that there is less control with self-employment, and that might be the right option for some workers. But along with self-employment comes less benefits. So you don't get, you know, holiday pay and sick pay and 
um, your pensions and all that sort of stuff as well. So we can't, you know, um, demonize one type of employment process. So, you know, self-employed versus the employed process. They're both very, very different and they both have their parts to play. But if you've got employees, you two have agreed on terms and conditions that you both must go away and um, implement. And let's just take a moment because even as a self-employed worker, because look, don't forget, today is about control. This podcast is about having a team of employed workers and ensuring that there are controls in place so that both the employee and the salon or the salon business benefit. When we have employees in our business who are not controlled, we know that the business goes downhill, no matter how soft we are on employees or whatever you want to call it. Maybe you want to call it respect. Maybe you want to call it something totally different. When there's no control, we have problems. Now, it's the same with self-employed workers. We can't control self-employed workers in the way that we could and should be controlling employed workers. But even if you're a self-employed worker, listen to this, you know, don't you, that there are still controls over you when it comes to health and safety. You've got to comply. It's not an optional thing. You've got to comply. This is control, by the way. Com you know, if you're going to comply, it's a control. You've got to comply with GDPR. You've got to comply with paying your taxes. You've got to be, you've got to comply with insurance requirements. You've got to comply with paying your suppliers' bills or paying your debts. You know, you get the idea. There is no such thing as a position in our society or in any of our businesses where there is no control over us. Yeah, that kind of that kind of freedom doesn't exist. Now, let's put this into perspective. Staff control or control over your team and accountability are not the same as things like disrespect and bullying in the workplace. They are also things that you use to defend your inaction. You'll say things like, oh, you know, that's bullying the team, which just basically means, look, I'm not going to do anything about it. But if I say the word bullying then I'm justified and all my problems go away. Except, what do we know? They don't go away and businesses continue to have staffing issues. We also genuinely have things like bullying issues. And I'm going to leave a link in the show notes on bullying in the workplace. Please listen to it. You're going to find it very, very interesting. If you're a salon owner, you're going to wake up to some of the comments in that as well. Now, building a team will be the best thing that you ever, ever do in your business. When you build a team that's got boundaries, where there's a clear understanding between all parties, where there's plenty of support and the respect is mutual, your business will flourish. And a happy team in a successful business isn't a team that does whatever it wants just because you are fearing some sort of rejection. It's a team that knows what it has to do and it gets rewarded for it. And that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. Please take a look at the show notes for the Salon Bullying and other links that will help you and your team. Please subscribe and leave a comment. Let other salon owners know that they can meet me here every Sunday evening to kickstart their week. Take care, guys. Catch you all in the next episode.